Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Doesn't that just bring you back? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a very special show for you guys today. We have Rachel Bilson, Queen Icon Legend from the original uh, OC cast. She's got a new podcast with Melinda Clark, who played Julie Cooper on the OC. They have a new podcast starting April 27th called Welcome to the OC Bitches. 
It's going to be an OC recap podcast. I can't wait to listen because I've been rewatching the OC. Uh, those of you who follow me on Instagram and social media know I've been rewatching. It's been such a delight. Summer and Julie Cooper are my favorite characters. And I was so excited because I was already well into my season one rewatch when the opportunity presented itself to interview Rachel Bilson. Ew. So I was so happy that I got to do it. And then I found out they're starting this OC rewatch podcast coming at the perfect time when I need them most. And so I'm excited to listen. I want to encourage you all to go subscribe to Welcome to the OC Bitches. Again, starts April 27th. Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. You guys, the rewatch journey that I've been on has been fascinating. Now, originally, when I first watched this show, I was very into Ryan. I had a super crush on Ryan. He was kind of like the bad boy. I remember they compared him to Russell Crowe at the time, which now, if you've ever seen a present-day picture of Russell Crowe, it's not a good thing to be compared to him because he looks, quite frankly, like an off-brand Santa, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, I was very attracted to Ryan. Now, upon my rewatch, I'm finding myself way more attracted to Seth, although Seth can be a little bit annoying, too, but I, I hate Ryan. I feel like he gets into everybody's business, and I know later on down the road, I'm currently in season two. When I interviewed Rachel, I was in season one. But I know down the road, he becomes a bit more likable. Marissa goes by the wayside. Taylor Townsend comes down. And I think I ended up liking Ryan more towards the end. Um, but right now, I'm just definitely hating Ryan. I feel like he's literally in everyone's business. Just It's like, Ryan, enough. And he's always getting in a fight with someone at every fucking party. I'm getting so upset with him. And I just made it through the Oliver episodes, which he was a nightmare, you guys. Ugh. He was the worst. Ew. The worst, but I'm loving the fashion, the language, so much fun. So I can't wait for you guys to hear my chat. And I feel like Rachel and I are besties now. She might not think that, but <laughs> I think that. I, she was so sweet and kind, and we've communicated a little bit on social media since the interview. And I feel like we're best friends. And I, I, again, I'm I'm happy. And I hope we get a reboot of some sort. I feel like HBO Max, all these networks are doing the reboots. So let's get an OC reboot going. Now, after my chat with Rachel... I have another chat with an early aughts, uh, early 2000s queen. Of course, I'm talking about Trishelle from The Real World Las Vegas. You guys know I watched The Real World Las Vegas. The first real world I really remember getting into was Hawaii. But I remember when Las Vegas came around and they had that hot tub threesome. It was uh, a talk of the town, at least in my hometown of Solon, Ohio. We were talking about all that was going on in The Real World Las Vegas. Now, Trishelle is back on Paramount Plus for the Challenge All-Stars, which is all these OGs are coming back to the challenge, which is all I've ever wanted. You know, I love the challenge, and I got to see the first episode in advance. It premieres today, April 1st. You can watch it now on the Paramount Plus network or app or whatever you call it. Uh, but I got to see the first episode, and it was just such a nostalgia boost. So today's Everything Iconic episode is really a nostalgia boost. We'll be back next week with recaps and Bravo stuff. But for now, let's all just travel back to the early 2000s. And uh, I hope you enjoy both of these chats. You can find Everything Iconic merch available at everythingiconic.store. Again, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And if you click, uh, if you donate $4 or more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm currently recapping another early 2000s throwback series, uh, Sex in the City, over on Patreon. So go enjoy those recaps. I do one a month. And uh, without further ado, I will leave you with both of these chats with Rachel Bilson and Trishelle from the real world Las Vegas. Enjoy. I love you all. I am... 
over the moon because today I have a very special guest. Of course, Rachel Bilson, we know from The O.C. She's been in movies like Jumper, The Last Kiss. Rachel, how are you doing today? Hi, I am so good. I'm so happy to be here. I am like thrilled, Rachel. So I, I got to tell you, my boyfriend and I were re-watching The O.C. from the beginning. And wow. I, was not. I watched, I remember my freshman, sophomore year of college, the whole dorm floor would gather and we would watch The O.C. And re-watching <laughs> it now has been so fun. That is so awesome that you did that. I hope, you know, you were thoroughly entertained and... <laughs> well. Enjoyed yourself. (laughs) I got to be honest, we're at the Oliver episodes right now. And so it's a little bit frustrating. I Um, understand. I completely understand where you're at and how you're feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Not to dive right into this, but like, what was the vibe on set when (laughs) Oliver was around? Did you guys all think like, okay, he needs to go? Or what was the vibe? Yeah, we basically just like turned his trailer over and hoped (laughs) that he would run for the hill. No, I'm just kidding. He's super nice. He was so nice. Everyone was nice. Everyone, we were so fortunate to have such amazing guest stars and really cool people and great actors. Um, There was like, yeah, everyone was really cool. Rachel, you're uh, starting a project sort of about the OC. Can you tell people a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, we're going to start an OC rewatch podcast called Welcome to the OC Bitches. Um, And it's Melinda Clark played Julie Cooper, uh, Marissa's mom on the show, and myself, who, you know, started out kind of like the bitches of the OC. So it was fitting. Um, The characters that I always uh, gravitated towards. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so fun. So we have to go back and rewatch it. And it's kind of insane rewatching these episodes from like 2003 and the fashion and everything else that comes along with it. It's pretty insane. And had, <laughs> had you rewatched it before sort of going no. back? No. So this is no. the first time. This is the first. It's very frightening. <laughs> you I know, mean, we I have... couldn't imagine. How old were you when you did the OC? I was 21 when we did the pilot and I'm seeing platform flip-flops and nothing but bikinis. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> that was a time. <laughs> I'm noticing all the blush. Like I was watching as the, I'm rewatching. I'm like, how much blush was in that makeup trailer? Blush. How about the tanner, the bronzer? Can we talk about that? Because that is next level. That's all I can see. I'm like, oh, wow. We are just yeah. all sorts of shades of tan. <laughs> There's that one clip of you. Uh, it's an early episode when you're in the fashion show and you like come out and you have the <laughs> platforms on and you you do the like sort of hip thing and you you look amazing. But it's like, though it was such a 2000s moment, if that oh, makes sense. You mean like my winged out seafoam <laughs> green eyeshadow that like went to my ears? That was definitely a choice. <laughs> I loved it, Rachel. Oh, well, well thank you. What was the what was the sort of look that you hate the most looking back and the one you like the most? Is there one that you're like, oh, that should come back? Oh my gosh. I have to get a little further into it to kind of assess every outfit. But you know, juicy suits were a big thing, but they've they're kind of coming back right now. Right. right. So, you know, it just kind of speaks to that whole history repeating itself. I, I'm okay Which with I want, the, I want those to come back. I just want them to be like higher. You know, higher waist, higher, yeah, the low like, waist. Yeah, right. I agree. They should have the high waisted version of the juicy suit. I am with you. Right. Um, yeah, but I would, you know, the bikini tops and jean skirts, I think, can just live in 2003 and not resurface. <laughs> I think Melinda <laughs> Clark was always in the juicy 
Always. Always. That was your yeah. uniform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the two of you, did you guys keep in touch over the years or has this been kind of fun to get back together? And Well, here and there, but not much. I hadn't seen her or spoken to her much. So it's really fun to get to be hanging out again and talking again. And she's just so cool. And when we started, she had a three-year-old, you know, I have a six-year-old now. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, to talk about that aspect as well. Um, but she's just so, so rad. You know, it's weird rewatching it uh, now. And I'm so gravitating toward the adult storylines. And when I watched it, when it aired, I remember thinking like, oh, they're, they're so old, like Julie and Sandy, like they're, they're like the old crew. And now I'm like, oh my God, they were young when they were doing I know. the show. Melinda but, was like 32. I'm like, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, so where are you guys at so far in sort of like your rewatch? We're at the very beginning still. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything you're nervous to kind of get to? You know, what's funny is I don't remember a lot of them. So we're watching them and I'm like, I had, or if, you know, there's some like trivia coming up and I cannot answer a single question. Like I just have no <laughs> clue of what went down, what was happening. So it's going to be beneficial for me to rewatch. <laughs> Whenever I have guests on this show, I'm always like asking about something they filmed in 2001 or something. And they're like, I don't fucking remember. And I'm yeah, like, you're like, what? I know every I know. detail. <laughs> Only um, someone does. <laughs> have you noticed there's been, uh, I mean, I mentioned I'm rewatching it, but I think because of the pandemic, you know, people are going back to a lot of those comfort shows, things sure. that they watch when they were younger that are nostalgic. And have you noticed, especially with HBO Max now airing the OC, have you noticed sort of a new generation or, or, or people rewatching it a lot and reaching out on social media? You know, I, I am noticing that people are discovering it, um, which is cool. Like I'll see comments. Uh, I ran into Olivia Wilde a couple years back at an event and she told me that she was either around or working with younger, maybe college kids. And they were going up to her about the OC and she's like, it's really cool. It's like this resurgence of people discovering it, which I thought was so awesome. Um, you know, for something to just still, or just to come up and people still be into it. Right. Uh, so Rachel, take me back to that pilot because you weren't originally part of the main cast, right? Like no. you were just a guest star. Yeah. I was a guest star, I think for like the first eight episodes. Um, but Josh Schwartz, the creator just liked my character. And I guess, I guess what I was doing with the character and liked the, you were the best summer one, vibe. Rachel. You were the best. One. <laughs> well, you have to say that right now, no, but I'll I take it. I swear to God. I, swear <laughs> <laughs> I love you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he liked just this, you know, what was progressing with Seth and summer. And so that's what happened. And thank goodness it did. So this show then becomes sort of a, a cultural phenomenon in such a very short time. I, I think when I, looking back, I sort of thought it had lasted longer than it did because it yeah. was such a fever pitch of, of hype and media and everything like that. So I don't know, are you able to sort of look back on that time and, and remember what it was like going through that whirlwind? Yeah. I mean, you know, I was pretty young, but I do remember sort of this overnight kind of attention and, and whatnot from it, which was really interesting, but you know, we were in it together, uh, just kind of going as I guess I do in life is just go with the flow. You know, I'm a pretty like easygoing person. So I didn't take anything too seriously, but it was definitely fun and cool to be doing something that people were really into and enjoying. You know, it came about at a time in media that we're sort of Reinspecting now. I don't know if you saw the Framing Britney Spears documentary that was on I Hulu. Haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't it, it's yet. really it's really fascinating. But it's looking through the lens of of now back at how 
people, uh, specifically young women in the media were treated back in those early 2000s. Uh, I mean, even your co-star, Misha, you had sort of stayed away from a lot of the tabloid culture. You weren't as as sort of present as as Misha or some of the other contemporaries. Right. Was that purposeful? I think, I don't, I, I'm, I think because I was in a relationship, you know, at the time, a little more domesticated, we were a little bit like old people as a couple. And yeah, I wasn't getting out of cars. You're talking like about flashing. you and Adam, Adam Brody, right? Who's, yeah, I, I was, I was with Adam at the time. Yeah. And uh, maybe because we were together and sort of had each other at that time, it sort of took away from going out to all the clubs and doing all that stuff. I had done it a bit when I was younger before the OC, cause I grew up in Los Angeles. So that played into it as well. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not much of a drinker partier type person. Like I want to stay home and watch Jeopardy. Yeah, me too. Did you see Katie Couric <laughs> on Jeopardy? She's I so, didn't, she but I heard, great. yeah, I heard she was great. I will see it. I yeah. record it. <laughs> so are you able to kind of uh, look back and do you have any thoughts on how young women were treated by the media at that time? I find it so, so discouraging. Even there's been online a lot of old Letterman interviews that have come up that we're, we're sort of able to see and, and see how he treated young women and, and all sorts of different people. I don't want to just single him out. And, and right. some of it was a product of the time, but some of it we look back on and it's, it's tough. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I saw that Letterman was being called out for a few interviews, but I didn't watch the interviews, so I don't know exactly what was said. But it's just a, such a different time now with all of the awareness that should have always been there. But you go back and you're like, how could this just have happened, you know, in this century with women being treated the way that they have, you know, especially during that time. And I want to watch the Britney Deck documentary because I know they you cover a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love Britney. I always have huge fan. Um, but I'm just so happy it's actually, you know, coming to light now. So maybe something can actually be done about it. Yeah. There was also, I know Misha, your co-star had appeared on the new Hills reboot and talked a little bit about that too. And, and she was in the eye of the storm quite often. And yeah, it's just so upsetting to me that, and we were all consuming it. Like I remember at the time going on the websites, the, the gossip blogs and, and reading it every single day. And it was very uh, relevant at the time, sort of, you know, it was prominent, all of that stuff being on the front cover. Like I can't imagine Misha was, I think 16 when we started, I cannot imagine being 16 years old and projected into that level of stardom for her. You know, I, right. I, I can't imagine that's gotta be pretty tough. Uh, you know, Tate Donovan, he mm-hmm. played uh, Marissa Cooper's dad on the show. He had mm-hmm. said in Vulture that, the young cast had become difficult during the third season and beyond because, you know, it was such a cultural phenomenon. And I wonder, was that the case in your experience or what happened there? You know, I love Tate. I think he is a wonderful actor, director, and person. Um, my own personal experience, I, I've always been grateful for the show and what it brought me. Um, I can't really speak for other people, you know, that were on the show, but I think anytime you're on something for a long time, you can tend to get an itch to do something else. So maybe that played into it, but that definitely wasn't my case. They're rebooting all these shows. We're going to, are we're going to get an OC reboot. I need it. Can you, tell, <laughs> can you confirm or deny? <laughs> I'm going to text Josh right now. Say, listen, 
I know you guys are buddies, right? Because you worked on Heart of Dixie too, which. Oh yeah. yeah. No, Josh is like my brother basically. Um, So we have maintained a very close, special relationship. Uh, Yeah. Literally my brother. (laughs) So uh, when are we getting it, Rachel? Tell me, I need answers. (sighs) November 13th, 2080. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That would be fun. I mean, it would be, I don't know like where the stories would be at, you know, Uh, there's definitely many ways you could go. Obviously Misha's character died in the third season. So can you resurrect someone? Why not? It's television. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> also, we don't need, we don't necessarily need Misha. I mean, I'm happy as long as we just get Summer, Julie Cooper. <laughs> a, That's a all Sandy, you need. A, a Sandy appearance. A Sandy Oops. and some bagels and schmear. I got some bagel. <laughs> My boyfriend knew I was interviewing. He got me a bagel this morning. <gasps> That's he, so sweet. Know, what a nice boyfriend. Yeah. Um, I also had a biggest crush on Luke, too. I mean, he was a sexual awakening yeah. for almost every <laughs> young gay man my age. Like, a sexual awakening. That's that's. You know what? Chris is such a nice, good guy. Um, yeah, that would be a good person to pin that on. <laughs> I mean, I remember him on the Abercrombie bag, like when I would go yeah. to the mall and it's like, he was everything to me. And re- even rewatching now, I'm like, I don't even know how I would have been able to be on the set with that man with that jawline and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh, was it weird? Uh, you mentioned your relationship with Adam Brody. Was it weird to kind of uh, go on is- Forgive me. Did you guys break up before the series had ended? Um, or, or was I th- it? I think it was toward. I think it was towards the end. So was it hard to finish that up when you're with your ex? No, no. Um, you know, it, Adam's a great, like, cool guy, and we had a good time on the show together. You know, our characters had a great time on the show together, and so I think that just carried over. Right. You dated sort of all my crushes in real life. Cause did I? Like, yeah. Like Bill hate. I still to this day, Bill Hader is like <laughs> the cutest. And then Adam Brody, Hayden Christensen. I mean, come yeah. On. You know, yeah. Got all the... I can't complain. I cannot complain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So do you have a favorite episode of the show? A I know people probably episode. ask you that stupid question all the time. No, you know what? I haven't been asked that. And like I said, I have no memory, but I do remember like dressing up as Wonder Woman. And Iconic. I feel like that one is something I have to rewatch it. And the raining one with the Spider-Man kiss that stands out in my mind. <laughs> uh, I asked people on the everything iconic Patreon page to send in questions. And so many people were asking about the heart of Dixie specifically. Somebody had asked, uh, Emily wants to know the status of the heart of Dixie reboot. Would you rather do a reboot of heart of Dixie or the OC? Well, I would love if I had the chance to do both. I'm going to say that. I like that. Thanks. I like that. Uh, you know, about a year ago, I had rewatched The Last Kiss, which I had remembered being obsessed with when it came out. Like, I thought it was the greatest. It was post-Garden State Zach Braff. Right. And, and I mean, speaking of sort of looking back on things, rewatching it, I had a different sort of feeling. Interesting. Rewatching this this movie about these men and and your character specifically is almost sort of painted as the villain for sleeping with Zach Braff, even though he's the one who cheated on his pregnant girlfriend. Right. I remember purposely playing her as more likable. So I didn't get the rap of the villain and the girl going after the guy, you know, it's like kind of that same thing that we're talking about with how women were treated and and whatnot. So I remember purposely playing her as likable as possible for that reason. 
that was a great, that was so much fun to make and an incredible cast. And I have the best memories from that shoot. And the soundtrack too, is just amazing. Oh, the soundtrack. Yeah. And Zach is still a good friend of mine. He's just so talented. Yeah. I would imagine those, it probably was frustrating to read scripts at that time. I mean, we've come far and obviously we still have so, so much ways to go, but as a young woman getting scripts like that, where it's like centered on the men and they get to do all the, I don't know. If I'm making sense. <laughs> centered on the men. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're trying. On the men. What? What? No. Uh, it is. I mean, a lot of it, you know, but I think they really are making an effort, at least in Hollywood, to push women at the forefront, um, put them at the forefront, rather, and create these shows, movies with them at the helm. Us. Them. Right. I guess I'm a woman. Yeah. Us. Would, uh, you have a child now. Is there, mm-hmm. would you let your child rewatch the OC at what point do you think rewatching would be appropriate (laughs) at 35? Yes. Uh, I mean, someday maybe when she's older. Yeah. I mean, that'll be pretty crazy. (laughs) Uh, So I want to get to some of these other questions that people wrote in for you. Kristen Baker said uh, she'd love to know your favorite memory. Um, Is there any specific scene or, or episode that was actually just memorable to shoot? You know, I have really fun memories in the beginning of us pranking each other. That was super fun. Uh, I remember on my birthday, we had like a biology scene and there were real dead frogs, which I'm sure you can't do anymore. It's probably really, you know, PETA will have a fit, but he put one, yeah, it has to be CGI, but he put one in a box, like as a present (laughs) for my birthday. So when I got home and opened it, there was a dead frog, but that's like a fun memory. You know, we were all very playful with each other and liked each other. Were there ever any other crushes you had at the time? Because I mean, uh, hormones were running wild for me at 21. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, crushes from the show. Oh, that's hard to say. I mean, I was enamored with Olivia Wilde because she's the shit. <laughs> she's like stunning too, isn't she? Just oh my like, God. She's yeah. ridiculously beautiful. I love her so much. She's such a good person. My hormones were kept in check. There were a lot of pretty amazing guest stars on the show. Chris Pratt, obviously. And oh my God. Who Chris was your- Pratt. Who is your favorite? Well, Chris Pratt, I actually had a lot of the scenes with, and I have never laughed harder at someone. Um, and, you know, I've experienced some funny people. He is so funny. His jokes, everything, the way he tells stories. Um, yeah, I, I loved working with him. Right. Uh, Jenny Armstrong wants to know, what do you think Summer would be up to today for the reboot we're getting? For sure. <laughs> What would she be up to? I mean, she probably has some kids, right? God, how, would she have teenagers? Okay, that's that's totally frightening. Okay, I know. We'd have to figure out if this reboot is going to be centered on the kids of the cast or what's going to be going on. But also, I'm going to still need Julie Cooper to pop in. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, sorry, I had like dinging going on and I no, forgot it's okay. to turn off my messages. There's dinging going right. on in my head right now because I'm just thinking of this reboot of like what we're doing. <laughs> reboot. Yeah, the reason uh, yeah. why I think a reboot would really be really great is because we could do a short in order now. You guys were doing like 27 episodes a season. Oh my God. Yeah. 27 is like nine much. months a year. It, it was very long. I don't even think they do that anymore, if no. I'm not mistaken. And hour long episodes, you know, they take a long time to shoot. <laughs> right. Like you, you guys were probably exhausted. I don't think people realize like that many episodes per season is a lot of workload. It's a lot for of the work. Actors, for the writers. For and, sure. Yeah. Storylines. I mean, yeah, it's hard to keep up with that. And then when you're you wrap, it's not like you want to go and do anything else because you're pretty pretty beat after that. But you know, you can't complain when you're getting to do what you love to do, but it is a lot of work for sure. 
Yeah, so you guys could do like eight episodes for HBO Max and it'd be good. We'd be good to go. Yeah, hey, I'm with you. Let's make it happen. I'll call up Josh. Let's call up Josh. Right um, <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> I'm so annoying. I'm sorry. Hannah no. Weinstock wants to know uh, what your relationship with Misha was like off screen and do you still keep in touch with her or the other cast? There was like a moment in Elle as I was doing my research where people yeah. thought that she shaded you in Elle magazine. What did she say? I, mean, I know I you know. know. I, say. No, tell um, me. I, I think I wrote it down. Tell me what she said and then I she will She said something speak to about it. your, I, I, sh, I don't even want to repeat it because it was about looks and it was, people had taken it to think she was talking about you. She said, I'm very tall and lengthy and Rachel's more voluptuous. And rereading it, I don't know no, that she shaded you for sure. No, she's not wrong. But, Listen, I may be little and short, but I'm definitely, you know, I have my curves, but I'm proud of that. That doesn't bother me. Right. Um, but stunning. Me, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. That's very kind. We we definitely got along while we were shooting. I, I loved Misha. We, you know, we definitely, I haven't spoken to her, seen her in probably at least 10 years or so. I don't even, couldn't even tell you last time. But um, yeah, we definitely got along while we were doing the show. And like I said, she was so young you know, getting into this. So, and by the way, she was also, you mentioned she was 16 and the rest of you were around 21 and older, which that might not be a lot in years, but I feel like that's a lot in, you know, uh, 21 and 16 is just completely different. I I think. Yeah. Oh, what I was like at 16 versus 21. Yeah. You're a different person. So definitely different stages of life for sure. Uh, Ashley Van Meter wants to know, uh, did you keep any outfits from the show? You know, I don't think I did. I wish I could have or would have. I don't think I have anything. I do have my personal Uggs that I wore on set that I remember Adam Brody and Samira Armstrong both drawing on one of them. Um, And I still have those. Like Adam drew the faces of Ben and maybe himself and then eyebrows for Peter. It's pretty funny. I have those somewhere. (laughs) You know, the Anna character, the episode we watched last night, you guys were in Palm Springs. I'm acting mm-hmm. as if this just happened like yesterday, but you Me guys filmed it forever ago. Uh, but <laughs> Anna's wearing like a negligee over a t-shirt and it's the most bizarre. <laughs> She's in really? negligee over the t-shirt, blushed to the guy. I mean, literally the rosiest cheeks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh yeah. And you were talking about the blush. I guess in bed. I'm going to pay attention. Yeah. In bed. It was a lot. Okay. It was a um, lot. <laughs> let's see here. I'm going to uh, look out for that. I'm sorry about the text beeping. Like I said, tech, I don't, no, I don't even figure out how to turn it off. I'm sorry. Text. I don't. You're fine. And it was Josh that just texted me, which is ironic. Oh, hey, Josh. Special hey. appearance. Um, Emily, gosh, <laughs> wants to know, uh, what are you watching now? What do you binge? You know, the only thing that I really, uh, probably The Bachelor, anything Bachelor re- okay. related, because I like to just lay in bed and watch that. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking of The um, I did Bridgerton, world. of course. What are you thinking of the Bachelor world? The Bachelor world. There's a lot going on. Just in general. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Like Chris Harrison step back. You mm-hmm. know, again, all these things are coming to light. I mean, hey, if it's making people more aware, that's awesome. You know. Did, did you like? What did you think of the Matt James season? Right? Did you like? What's so I thought? haven't finished it yet. Okay. But I already saw something online. Whatever. But I thought he was so genuine and sweet. Like I really got a good genuine vibe from him from the get go. Right. Some of the girls were pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll be curious. I, I don't actually know who won yet. Did they say who won? I don't even know. I don't know. I'll be honest. I watched last. I watched the Tasha Claire Dale season. Right. 
And then I got sort of burnt out because the La Quinta Inn felt so suffocating to me. Oh, I, I agree. I like couldn't be at the La Quinta Inn anymore and I needed no, a break. I know. So I will tell you with The Bachelor, because they were somewhere else, it made it feel more like normal Bachelor with the dates and the things they were doing. It was a little more elaborate than like Justin. Right. They got a bigger. Tele Valley or whatever. I mean, I could, I could not do it. I would break by the end of that season and I was recapping it. And I'm like, I can't recap this anymore. Like I'm so yeah. sick. Even though I love Taisha. I so, and I sort of missed Claire because Claire was to me like great TV, even though I know people in Bachelor World didn't really love Claire. Right. I no, I, I know what you TV. mean. Yeah, she was just very like, no, like, I don't care. I'm in love with this guy from like the first second I met him. And she was just like, no, this is how it's going to be. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was definitely entertaining for sure. Yeah. And I didn't finish it. Her and Dale. Um, Her and Dale. And what did you think of Bridgerton? You mentioned Bridgerton. I loved it. What's not to like? I mean, the Duke walked on screen and you're like, hello. Yeah. Uh, Emily also wants to know anything you missed from the early aughts. Like, I know we sort of talked about fashion, but is there like something you think back on? And I miss living in my condo with my best friend. That's what I miss. We were young. It was a fucking pigsty. It was a disaster. And it was great. And we had a drawer solely dedicated to Taco Bell sauce. Ugh. I don't want to embarrass myself, but I still do with my boyfriend. We have a drawer that's got Taco Bell sauce. In it. <laughs> it's not I necessarily mean, dedicated. Just but Taco Bell, but yeah. Oh no, I have. I still have one too. We also have like there's certain barbecue sauces I like. That's neither here yeah. nor there. But listen, I hear you. Sweet and sour McDonald's. You know, I I don't know if I apologize. Just tell me to. Yeah. You don't want to answer, but did you ever see the bling ring, which was a movie that was sort of based on those like, right. No, I never, we can talk about it. I'm fine talking about it. No, I never saw it though. (laughs) Are you familiar with like, so Alexis Nyers has sort of really changed. She was part of that whole thing. And and now she, she runs a rehab facility and she's really sort of, is it 180 or 360 to her life? Um, but I One wonder if you had heard of any of <laughs> any of that or, or been familiar with any of that and what your thoughts were. No, I didn't know that she had had this like life changing uh, a moment, uh, but that's great. I think if anyone can take something and turn it into something great, good and positive, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, it was kind of crazy at the time. Like, I guess they came into my house five different times and took everything. And even like one girl gave an interview. She's like, I got so comfortable going in her house. I took a shit in her bathroom. And I was like, okay, that's more invasive than stealing my purses. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, they were young and hopefully the others learned as well. Who knows? I mean, that's all you can hope for at this point. It must've been so scary though, to be such a young age. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would be terrified right now um, in my thirties if something like that happened. Um, to be so young in your case and for that to be happening and then to hear it happen multiple times, like I couldn't even imagine the emotional toll that would take. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So it happened to me again, like three years ago, I was robbed at a house I was renting. And at that point I was like, well, it really teaches you to detach yourself from material possessions. I literally was like, well, here we go again. All right. Good thing I've like trained myself not to get too attached. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's at least it's a good lesson. Yeah. Did you ever get the stuff back? I don't know. And I'm like, who's wearing a size five shoe? Like, what are you going to do with these shoes, people? Right. Give it back. Give it back. You never saw that pretty wild show about 
Uh, what? No. What? What? What was it? <laughs> it was with Alexis Nyers. It was like oh, a, got it. She had no. a reality show. It's a really good reality show, but I'm sure you don't watch it. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have some questions. Uh, these first two are things I ask every guest. Their favorite Mariah Carey song. I love Mariah Carey, so I oh, I always ask. Uh, Walk fly every night. What's on? Talking sweet and that just came to my mind. Or always be my baby. Always be my baby. I'll do that one. So good. I can't. Um, There's so many. If you were choosing for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Larry David. Next question. Oh, he's sexy. I like that. (laughs) Obsessed. Um, Okay, so these this is sort of like an uh, an OC ish lightning round. Jessica Simpson or Ashley Simpson? Bleh. I don't. Oh. (laughs) Ty. No, I didn't mean like that towards them. I, know. I meant the question. <laughs> no, I love them. I think they're awesome. Yeah. I can't okay. pick. Next you can't question. pick. Did no. you have an AOL screen name back in the day? Of course. Who didn't? What can you share what it was? It was like Rachel 81, something really easy and not fun. Mine was not fun either. And I, it I, wasn't? I always ask people this and they always have like such clever names. And mine was just Pellegrino 48. Like my last name was so boring. Yeah. And no, everyone, I'm boring. What do you mean? It's iconic. But I remember thinking at the time, I thought we were going to have that forever. And I thought I'm going to be prepared to keep this forever. Right. Right. You're like, <laughs> I, I didn't am want solidifying cheesy. it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about like future job interviews or something. I hear you. That was very um, smart. Uh, who was the most fun on set of the OC? Mindy, Melinda uh, Clark. She was always uh, in a good mood. The other ones we sort of already went through, but quickly, Jumper. I love that movie too. And there was like, supposed to be a sequel. Yeah, I did. Was there going to be a sequel at one time? Like what happened to the sequel? I think they were talking about it, but it never happened. I feel like Doug Lyman's done something with it for like YouTube Red or something, but I don't, don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure. I feel like you must have been really easy to work with because you worked with Josh again on The Heart of Dixie. You work with <laughs> yes. Doug Lyman, who directed the OC pilot. He did. He did. I love Doug. I know. I was very fortunate to get to work with him a couple of times. He's just a genius. So but... I imagine you were just a gem. Like you had to be. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Rachel, this was so fun. Uh, <laughs> it was so fun. Were there any other roles at that time you lost out on that you think back and like you were so close to getting? You know, what's funny, and this will be just a little tidbit. I was up for a role in Everwood right before the OC pilot and I didn't get it. And someone who looked very similar to me did. And I was so bummed, but then the OC audition came about and I got that. And I was like, that's why it was another life lesson. Listen, this has been all about life lessons, this interview. (laughs) It all works out. It all works out in the end. Rachel, tell people where they can find you online and and, and anything else you could tell us about this podcast that's coming up. Yeah. Welcome to the OC Bitches is our podcast. It'll be everywhere you can find podcasts, which you know more about than I do. Um, And right now, you know, my Instagram is just my name. Another really genius mine too mine's the same to come up i mean come on aol we need need to get more creative rachel i think that's the point i know let's just do one together a joint one and be like the most creative name (laughs) rachel honestly such a a pleasure and a delight you are i'm not even just saying my favorite on the oc and and i've loved watching your career you're always so great in everything you do and and i hope and pray we get that oc reboot and maybe if we do you can come back but in the meantime i'm so excited for the podcast and thank thank you. you for taking the time yeah it was so nice talking to you bye have a good day
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flown at Activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, Again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live, and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. I'm here with one of the OG reality stars, Trishel, of course, from the real world Las Vegas, and now the new challenge. Trishel, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you because obviously you're one of like the 
at least specifically for my generation, like I watched you on The Real World Las Vegas and of course fell in love with you back then. But you were sort of one of the first people I remember leaving the the real world and uh, doing other projects outside of MTV. I did. Yeah. Um, after the show, all of us actually moved to Los Angeles and we were kind of like, I mean, living in a city like Vegas, it's constant excitement. So we didn't really want to go to our like respective hometowns and it was kind of boring after that. So we all decided to move to LA and then everyone was kind of pursuing something in the entertainment industry, except for Frank. Right. Um, I remember you being on Punked. Um, with Ashton Kutcher. Was there like an opportunity around that time that you were maybe like close to or that you, you know, maybe like an acting opportunity or another gig that you're like, oh man, I, you know, you were so close to. Does that make sense? There was. Okay. So I actually had signed with a, a really good agency in Los Angeles. Like I would say top three agencies and I won't name it, but um, they represented some really good people. And so they were like, okay, like get out of reality. We're just going to do acting. So I was going to acting classes and things like that. So they had a role on, it was like the second American pie. It was like American wedding. And um, it was for me to be like Stifler's girlfriend. So it was like a healthy ish role. And so the director like wanted to meet with me specifically. Well, the night before I went to like saddle ranch and like got wasted, blew up. I mean, I went to the audition, but I didn't even know my lines. I mean, my agent was livid with me. I could have had the part. It was mine. And I think I want to say it was January Jones. It was like somebody like in that genre that had, that got the part and ended up doing well after that. Uh, I wish I could have seen you in the American Pie movies, Trishel. I know. <laughs> um, so you guys went back to the real world. Uh, the Vegas cast, I think you, in 2007, you guys did a reunion season. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, of course, with Paramount Plus, they're doing the original real world uh, reunion season. Would you guys come back and do another one? Absolutely, I would. Um, I talked to a couple of the cast members just to see like what they would think about it. And, you know, who I've talked to, they said they would do it. I think whenever we did the first reunion, it was just too soon. Like we were all still figuring out life. Like, you know, the only person who really had changed a lot, I felt like was Bryn. And, you know, she had kids and she had gotten married. Everyone else was kind of still living in apartments with like barely any furniture. (laughs) Right. So now our lives are completely different. So it would be something to see. I want to see you guys. I want to see all the cast reunite. I love seeing all of the the people that I grew up with on screen. And the uh, the original cast that's been rebooted, I think it's truly an amazing show. Like they're having these really interesting conversations and uh, I find it very fascinating. So I hope that you guys do. Has there been any talk like officially? Has anyone from MTV reached out and said like, we're going to do Vegas next. Cause I feel like they're going to no. be doing some other ones. They no, no one has reached out to us. Um, but I do think that there are some older seasons. I think that would, that I think they should do before us. Um, I would love to see San Francisco. It's like one of my favorite seasons. Um, and uh, yeah. And best season, the one in LA, like that was a good one. Uh, I saw online Amaya from Hawaii said they approached her about doing um, a reunion. I would love to see. Hawaii was the first one for me that I really remember getting into. Yeah. Um, I mean, tech, tech and Ruthie jumping naked in the pool is like forever. Just one of the most iconic moments in reality TV. Right. 
Right. You mentioned Beth. Now the, this new season of challenge all-star is like, Trisha, I'm not even bullshitting you. Like I felt like I had just taken like a long drag of a cigarette. Like I was so happy watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt so satisfying to see all yeah. you guys. And I kind of thought that I thought it would be like a really easy challenge season, but it seems no. like they were hard. Was that a surprise to you guys? Uh, to me personally, Danny, I, <laughs> I thought that I was going to go there and that we were going to walk in the house and they would have like a cheese board and caviar and like giving us like a bartender that gave us like martinis and whatever. I did not expect to break a sweat. The first challenge was so hard, physically just exhausting that I was afraid. I mean, whenever TJ comes in and he's just like, this is a real challenge. I was like, whatever. Like he's, he always says that they're going to make it look good for TV. No, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh my God. Uh, the last season you had been on prior to this one, I think was 2013 and you had left. And I think you said that CT made you feel unsafe. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, and I feel bad. I don't want to say that CT made me feel unsafe, like in that way, like personally, there was a fight in the kitchen and he was fighting with someone and he pushed someone and I was like making eggs and like burn myself with grease. And it was just like close quarters for people. These guys are huge. And for them to be fighting around girls like that, I just didn't feel like there was enough like bodyguards or whatever around. Like it just felt unsafe. Uh, how do you think the show has evolved? I mean, now it is totally different. And now they have people from all sorts of different shows. I still enjoy it, but I, my heart is with like the OGs. Um, how do you think it has evolved over the years? I don't watch the new challenges because I just can't get into like the, the people coming from other shows and maybe I'm just a snob and oh, fine. I am. Okay. But like, I like our season. I know the casting process that we went through and how grueling that was. And it took them months of conversations with me and interviews and everything. And then they go and they use these people from big brother. I love big brother, but I want them to stay on big brother. I don't want them on our challenge. Right. <laughs> Uh, who are you most excited to see and who are you like most nervous to see in the uh, new season? Oh, oof. I was most excited to see people. Well, Arissa, because like I completely love her from my show and she, I just wanted to see her and give her a big hug. Um, I was excited to meet Tech because I'd never met him and he's just like, to me, larger than life. I was extremely nervous to see Anissa, like so nervous, Danny, that I was spiraling during quarantine, like spiraling. I, I was so freaking out because whenever I did rivals, Anissa and I left on a very bad note. Um, I had said something that was racially insensitive and, you know, I had since apologized to her personally, but I wanted to like do it face to face. And she's like a big, she's a big personality to me. She's very intimidating. And I was afraid that I wouldn't have the right words. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to show it, but I hope they do. Do you feel good about it though? Yeah. How you guys left it? Yeah. I do. I feel like I was able to like tell her, you know, apologize to her. And I felt like she, she accepted it and felt like it was genuine. So that, that was good. But, um, I felt nasty about the, the situation for the past nine years. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited to see Alton and Arissa too. Alton was one of my first like sexual awakenings. I'd say like, I always thought he was like one of the best looking real worlders. He's and, so hot. He looks the same. Exactly. I know. I, yeah. He's, he's gorgeous. Um, but do you still keep in touch with all of the Vegas people? I talked to Steven like 
a week and a half ago. Um, we I talked- took one of his workout classes too, by the way, before quarantine. Really? He, yeah, he teaches like right down the street from where I live. But, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so wild. Fit. I just, I just sort of like <laughs> happened into a class with my friend, and it was Stephen teaching. I'm like, what the, what's going on? <laughs> I would have died. Um, yeah, no, he, I still talk to him. Um, I text with like Brennan, Irulan, um, Arissa. I talk to him on the phone all the time. Uh, Frank, every once in a while, I talk to his wife more than him. Alston, he, he's always been kind of a loner and hard to get in touch with off camera, but like, you know, on the challenge that we just did, we were fine. Like it was good to see him. I felt, you know, nice to have him there. How are Arissa and Erilon? Like, are they still close? Cause I worry about that. Oh yeah. Okay, no, good. they're so okay, close. Yes. We were supposed to have like a, a like a group zoom call, um, that we're hopefully going to do soon. Right. Uh, was there anyone that didn't come back that you would have really hoped to come back or maybe some people that you can spoil? I I'm sure they approach people that either couldn't do it for various reasons. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. Like who? Tell so me. many people. Okay. So Coral, I love Coral. She is, she has the best clap back. She has the best interviews. She has made fun of me so many times. And I always thought it was hilarious because like, she's so good at it. Um, but I love her. Uh, Adam Larson from road rules. I'm just personal friends with him and I love him. Danny Roberts from new Orleans, even though we've had a little bit of beef, um, he is like the hottest person in the entire world. I saw that you posted something about that. I love, um, I love Danny. So cute. Um, yeah, he's so hot. Um, there's Seeing so his, I remember like watching, I, I mean, I love that Paramount Plus is doing all of this throwback stuff because so much of it was, was so important in retrospect. Like I think about that Danny season in new Orleans with mm-hmm. when his boyfriend came and they had to blur out his face and yeah. it's like, I just think MTV and the, and the real world specifically gave, it had conversations that no one was having on television at the time. And, and even I think the Vegas season, your season was really a turning point for the show. But still, I think that looking back and I had watched some of the episodes I was rewatching your season and it's like, it's still so different than anything that's on TV now. And I, I miss that. I miss that. I do too. Um, and look, I love shows like the Kardashians and I love the housewives, obviously, and that's all fun, but it's just like the fact that we really bond living together. Like my roommates are like my family and I still feel that way, even though it was in almost 20 years ago. Oh my God. I can't even think about that. Well, I still feel like if I called Irulan and I was crying and I needed her, she would be there. And I feel comfortable doing that. Like if I'm in New York and I'm like, Hey, I need a place to sleep. I'm going to go to her house and feel fine and not even have to make my bed the next morning. We're right. family. Right. Uh, so would you come back for another all-star season? Do you leave this one? Uh, you can't tell me that, but I can't tell you. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would come back for another one, Danny. I, I I think that I'm like not really there anymore. Like I need my phone. Like I want to have cocktails when I want to have cocktails. Like this was the first challenge though, that I did where they didn't production and didn't have to like physically take drinks out of people's hands the the night before the challenge. And I think it's just because we're all a little bit older on this one that we knew that we might die if we had to perform with a hangover. Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to ask about a couple other things you did back in the early aughts that I just are near and dear to my heart. So I mentioned punked uh, with Ashton Kutcher. Do you remember what, what do you remember most about that experience? <laughs> uh, it's on YouTube, lot. by the way. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Wait, you said a lot. Like what, give me, what, what do you mean a lot? 
Oh, no, I just Ashton. Uh, he's he's adorable. I had a crush on him like forever when I was like doing my show. And I was so surprised. They had asked me to go to the MTV studios in Santa Monica. And I was like, um, they had like the security, which they normally did have some sort of security outside. So I wasn't shocked. And then I was going through the security and it kept on buzzing. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? And I was wearing this tiny skirt in the middle of the day. And for people watching, they were like, oh, of course she's wearing that. What a whore. And I'm like, okay, first off, like I was going to do like a hosting interview. That's what I thought I was doing. And then secondly, I was going to Hugh Hefner's birthday that night. So like I had to look kind of, you know, sexy. So anyway, um, yeah, that was really fun. I was completely shocked when I saw Ashton. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I did punk. Ash, I met Ashton Kutcher. I have made it. Like, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> everybody go home. <laughs> you know, do you look back on that time? There's a documentary called Framing Britney Spears on Hulu that was very yeah. fascinating. And I think culturally, we're all sort of looking back on that time and seeing how the media treated women. And, and specifically, I do think that you were uh, at the receiving end of a lot of that misogyny and, and, um, yeah how do you feel about that now? Are, are you, yeah. How do you feel about that now? It was really difficult. And it's weird because like you said, that, that time I had gotten so much hate. And I think it was because there wasn't so much reality TV out there that everything that I had done on camera was completely shocking to people. Like they had never seen like a girl on girl kiss on camera. And they had never seen like, you know, like the three-way kiss and like me dating Steven and you know, everything. But I'm so grateful that there was no Twitter back then. There was no like little social media. However, they had MTV message boards. People had found like my family's phone number. They were calling my grandmother and grandfather saying that I was a slut and a whore and all this other stuff, calling my dad's business line. Like it was just awful. So um, I think now it wouldn't have been as shocking, but back then it was really hard. People told me all the time, you know, kill yourself. You're ugly. You're fat. You needed this. Like you're a whore, all the horrible, horrible things. And I know people get that now, but it's not okay. It's never okay. Right. Right. And I don't know that people realize how how emotionally taxing it'd be to even get one message like that, let alone a, a slew of them. Um, yeah. Okay. The Surreal Life. You did. The, who did you do The Surreal Life with? I can't remember. Uh, Ron Jeremy. That did not age well. Um, <laughs> uh, Tammy Faye, who is now passed away. Eric Estrada, Tracy Bingham, Vanilla Ice. And I think that's it. I think. What a crew. What, what do you, yeah. what, what like sticks out to you about that experience? Anything? Uh, oh, Tammy, she was just the sweetest woman you've ever met. I mean, and Tammy is like, she's this Christian woman who is just so like larger than life, but she's also like this gay icon. She was just like completely a contradiction, you know? And so I just love that about her. She's the sweetest. Um, I remember she started crying whenever we went to the nude, the nude place, or it was like a, I don't know. It, it, someone came out from behind a desk and everything was showing and she started crying. I felt so bad for her, but um, I'm the only one who got topless at the nude resort course. Shocker. Anyway. <laughs> uh, who around that time were you most excited to meet? Like, was there a celebrity? I'm sure. Did you guys go to like the VMAs and stuff back then? Oh yeah. yeah. We, did, we did the VMAs. We did the movie awards. We did all kinds of stuff. Um, like, who sticks out as like, Oh my God, <laughs> it was so exciting to meet them. I remember one time um, 
Let's see. We had like whenever we lived in Vegas, we had a lot of celebrities that came up to our suite because, you know, they were like in the palms or whatever. And they just never signed releases and wouldn't be on camera. But production like left them there like for like who? a second. Vince Vaughn uh, came. Uh, Tyra. Uh, wait, not was it Tyra? Was it Tyra. No, it wasn't Tyro. It was somebody else. Um, I don't know. There's like athletes that came up there. Um, a couple band members, like some of the guys from 311 that I, I used to love. Um, yeah, just so many people. Did you meet Adrian Maloof around that time? I, I in, in I my did. rewatch, I haven't seen her yet, but I'm expecting maybe she pops up or something. What was she Adrian like? She doesn't pop up on the show, but I did meet her. And I'm telling you, she was the kindest person, so down to earth. And literally she told me, she was like, if you ever do anything red carpet, you can come to my closet in LA and like pick out a dress. She was so nice to me. You know, I imagine you probably got hit on by a lot of celebrity men back in the day. Was there, did you ever like date anyone famous? <laughs> I feel like you must have, right? I think dating is a very loose term. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've hooked up with a couple famous people. Yeah. Anyone, anyone you could share with me? I don't want to kiss and tell, but yes, there's, there, there's some, a couple big ones, I would say. Yeah. Oh, a couple big ones. Yeah. Now I really want to know the name. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, what uh, can you tell me about uh, coming up on this season of the challenge? Again, I, I hope everyone oh. listening just goes and watches it. I, I'm not joking. I, I felt like I was exhaling a cigarette or something. It was so good to see all you guys. I was just happy to like, even just check out how everyone looked and then also to hear about what they've been up to. It was yeah. so gratifying to me, but so what do we have to look forward to? Okay. So one thing I was shocked by, and it's insane that I, I am shocked by this and I was part of it, uh, is all the drama. Like there were hookups. I mean, I'm sure people were probably like, oh, all these old people, like they're married, whatever. Like they're not going to be hooking up. Nope. There were hookups on the challenge. There were fights. I may or may not have been involved in a few. Okay. <laughs> um, and I remember TJ said, whenever we first got there, he was like, maybe your past will come back to haunt you. And I was like, oh, God, he's so dramatic. Like, well, my past came back to haunt me several times while I was there. I was and it, it was just kind of crazy. I mean, you're fighting with these people that you care about and love, but you have like so much history with. Um, I did not expect that to happen. Uh, but then there's also great moments. Like we had this throwback 90s party where everyone dressed up as in the 90s and we all danced. And it was one of the best, most fun nights of my life. Um, so, yeah, there's like a lot of. Tears, but also a lot of good times too. I can't wait for more. Um, Trisha, yeah. you mentioned you like the uh, the Housewives. What do you watch? All the Housewives? Like, where do you stand? Uh, right now, I'm just starting New Jersey, but like, I, I have always watched OC in New York. Those are like my favorites. Who's your favorite housewife? My those? favorite housewife, I want to say Leah because I feel like I identify with her like the most. She's just like doesn't give a shit. She's just like don't afraid to be a bitch, and like I feel that way about me. <laughs> um, I love her, but I, I think Ramona actually she is very fascinating to watch. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and 
and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Yeah. Would you ever do a Housewives? I mean, I know they're, you're in Louisiana, correct? I'm in New Orleans, New Orleans. yes. Yeah, would you ever do, let's say they come to New Orleans, which mm-hmm. I think they should. I think that would be a great city. It really would be, yeah. Would you uh, do it? I, I would actually love to do a Housewives because I just think I'm more fitted for that type of show than like a challenge. Like I'm a little bougie. Like I didn't want to get my hair wet. Like I didn't want to, <laughs> there's just, I don't know. I'm more like have a cocktail by the pool type of person, not like climb a mountain. I was laughing so hard in the first episode. Like you guys were uh, swimming out to sea to get those big ass blocks. And some, some of the people would just like get a couple feet out and be like, you know, it's not going to work for me. And I'm just no. going to take the penalty. <laughs> That yeah, me I mean, <laughs> it's, it's hard and I hate cold water. Like I was literally saying that I was like, there's just nothing worse than cold water. And that was the first challenge. <laughs> Michelle, we need to get you on another show. Like I don't, I need you on my TV at all times. Aww, like, <laughs> I, That's so sweet like, of let's you. Let's figure it out. I don't know yeah. what the MTV figured out. New Orleans is a great place to film too. I mean, they did the Southern charm here. I don't know if it's coming back for a third season, but like, I think New Orleans is the most fun place ever. It is nonstop. And the bars don't close here. People are getting crazy all the time. Like I'm like a professional boozy bruncher. Like that's what I do. So 
I need it immediately. Like <laughs> Thank guy, you. We, the MTV should do for Paramount Plus, like the almost like a Housewives ripoff or something. It, yeah. it could be, you know. I, that would be fun. Um, Trishelle, I'm going to let you go. But before I do, I ask all my guests uh, these two questions. Your favorite Mariah Carey song. And if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Oof, that's hard. Okay. Mariah Carey. Okay. I am so basic. It's always going to be all I want for Christmas. Like it, I play it on repeat. Sometimes when it's not even Christmas, I play it. Um, and Sexiest Man Alive. Oh, wow. That's tough. Um. Oh God, who's the guy from Bridgerton? Like the main guy. Oh my God, so hot, right? Yeah. <gasps> well, I, I don't know I his Renee, name. I think it's like Renee. I, I, um, I can't I, pronounce his name. He's gorgeous. He's, he's so gorgeous. sexy. I would have to say him. He's really hot. Um, Trishel, this was so fun. Anything else you want to tell listeners before I let you go or where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, Instagram at Trishel C. Um, I post a little bit. I, you know, sometimes I'll like say funny comments about like housewives or whatever on Instagram. I just kind of like to talk shit, whatever. Um, and on Twitter at Trishel C as well. And um, just everybody watch the challenge on April 1st on Paramount Plus. It's going to be so amazing. It's not going to be what you expect. It's actually more dramatic what I've heard than the newer challenge challenges. So, yeah. You know, the newer challenges are good, but th- they sort of lack, I think, the interpersonal dynamics of the show. Back in the day, it used to be a little bit more focused on the the relationships. And so I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Also on Twitter, I have to say I love when you and Chriselle were going back and forth. I need oh. I think I said on Twitter I need like a show Chriselle and Chriselle, you know. <laughs> do something. She's wonderful. I love her. I think she's so beautiful. And she's like, just spot on with like what she tweets and what she believes in. And I really like that about her. I think she's wonderful. But I wanted to tell you one comment, what you were just talking about. I think that with the newer show with the newer challenge cast members, a lot of them are cast just because of like, kind of athleticism and like how they're going to do like with a challenge. But for, for us, I think that, and this is going to sound arrogant, but I don't care. We were cast based on our personality because when you're on the real world, you don't have anything else going on. You're not voting people off. You're not, you know, it's, it's just, be, it's just you, you're making a show. And so that's the kind of people that are on this new all-stars challenge. These are people that all have a specific star quality personality. And that's why I think it's going to be a fun show to watch. And I'm sorry, there's no one on the new season. Seasons that's as good TV as Beth. Like the, it just doesn't. It's <gasps> Beth not is possible. great. Like oh she, my god! Yeah, she's amazing. Like she's, or you or I mean, so many of these people. It's like we need that in Beth. Reality really, TV. she's very interesting because she lives up to the villain persona, but she wants to be liked. Like it's just very. It's she's a very interesting person. I think. And looks amazing too. I was saw her. I was like, you look so good. I mean, we haven't seen you in uh, 15 years or something. And it's like, she's still, she looks better than ever. She does look better than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Trishel, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank I'm so you, happy Danny. we finally got to do this. And Me I'll, too. Um, I look forward to watching the rest of this season. All right, baby. Bye. Yeah, yeah.